Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. All right, we have in our studio today a power-packed panel of people. Wow, that was power pack panel of people. I know alliteration was not my gift, but we have pretty good. That's right, that's right. We have the executive director of Life Work Leadership right here in Tampa Bay. We have Jay Lippy, and we also have Eric Most, one of the premier owners of Most Insurance. Oh, he told me not to say that. He's one of the owners of Most Insurance. We have Eric and Jay. Thank you so much for joining us today, right here in the studio. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Jim. Yeah, you may say that now. You wait till the end of the show. Maybe you won't be thanking me. I don't know. We're gonna have some fun today. Uh, Jay is involved in a minute. Ministry called Life Work Leadership that is that has impacted my life in a whole huge way, and I've never participated on on a monthly basis because of a good friend of mine, Kathy Norris. Back in January of 2011, she goes, "Jimmy, got to check out Life Work Leadership, and there's a guy I want you to meet when you're there. He's like minded with you. He's he's totally passionate about missions. You got to meet him. His name is Eric Most. And so I went in January of 2011. I don't even remember where I met. It's at the top of a tall building. Had a great view. I remember that. And and she introduced me that day to Eric Most, and Eric Most and I have been friends ever since that day, and have done many double dates, he and his wife Jackie, and my wife Martha and I, and have become great friends, and I, I owe a lot of thanks to you, Jay, for having Life Work Leadership, and Kathy Norris, who's out there hopefully listening, I, I, I love this man, it's great. Now, Jay, you've got a ministry here that, that I want, I have you on the show today because I want people to know about Life Work Leadership. Every time I run into a really cool a man or woman who's living for Christ in the workplace, they go, you know, I went through Life Work Leadership. I'm like, fantastic. So I'm like, I got to get Life Work Leadership on the radio. So before we talk a little more, Jay, oh, no, we'll talk with you, Eric, later. Okay, well, let's start. Jay, why Life Work Leadership? Tell me, tell me, tell me why. The average business <clears throat> professional, actually, when they come to church on Sunday morning, they hear... Uh, theological terms and religious terminology. They go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they really don't know how to communicate in the marketplaces and the businesses what they heard on Sunday because it's all theological uh, communication. And so what life work leadership is, is we're discipleship through leadership development. We teach people how to be the same person on Sunday morning as they are on Tuesday so that instead of forcing people to live in duality of what they believe about Christ when they're not at work, that they can actually be be that same person at work and really have a ministry where they spend maybe 50-60% of their waking hours. Christ wants to use business leaders in the community where they work without being offensive. You've got a ministry background. So yes. describe your ministry background. Uh, I was a youth pastor years ago. I actually was on Youth for Christ staff for several years here in the Bay Area. Uh, got my music degree, was a worship leader for several years, and was a senior pastor for a couple of years. My wife and I did volunteer work with Youth for Christ in Minneapolis for almost a decade. 
Uh, it was fantastic. And we just, I, as a 16 year old, was helping read the Youth for Christ group at my high school of 3,000 kids. Well, even now that I have, uh, by the end of this year, I'll have seven grandchildren. Uh, I am still that uh, pretty much of a rebel, Youth for Christ hearted kind of a guy. Well, you drive a Harley, right? Well, no, but thank you for trying. It's a Yamaha. Oh, <laughs> does it make really cool sounds or not? Yes, and okay. it doesn't break down. No, because I saw on your website, <laughs> oh, oh, it's because I saw that you and your wife, Phil, yes. um, enjoy going to motorcycle rides together. Absolutely. We've right. had uh, two bikes over the last seven years and have put 65,000 miles on it. That's a lot of riding on a motorcycle. And you've Great been married to marriage Phil for... counseling right there. That's right. Well, like when you're stuck holding each other for dear life, especially around here. So you've been married to Phil for how many years? 35 years. This I... past August. Oh, congratulations. And and you know how rare that is? I mean, Eric, how many friends do you know that have been married 35 years? So very few. That's just a, Great it's a sad deal. How many kids do you have, Jay? I have three adult children. Uh, my oldest daughter is a high school English teacher. My son, Nathan, uh, is a chef, and my youngest daughter is a homemaker and blogger. Uh, she went over like the, uh, I think the 1.5 million whatever people that are on her blog. I guess that's a big thing. Wow. And uh, home, like a lot Homemaker Chic is the name of her blog. She is all into homemaking, and uh, she's going to have, she might actually call me like in the middle of the show because she's having uh, her first son, Luke. Oh, fantastic. Well, so we'll, so we'll, if I leave, it's because uh, I've got grandbaby number six here. Hold, hold tight out there in the hospital today. Okay. All right, Eric, we're going to go to break. So before we go to break, what's new at, at Most of Church? You've been a faithful advertiser on this show, and I appreciate your support. You've been a great friend. You're supporting the show. Most Insurance does a fantastic job for their customers. What, what's new? What's the latest and greatest at Most Insurance? Um, lots of things I'd say going on. One, um, yeah, our claims advocates, which really can help hold the hands of our clients uh, throughout a claims process, have just been um, has had wonderful success. Our clients love it. It's been a huge help and a huge benefit. And so that's that's new. Um, something we started about a year ago, and and tr- super excited about that. We've got a lot of our clients and friends that have a lot of questions about the uh, Affordable Health Care Act and Obamacare. And so we, uh, while we don't uh, expertise have expertise in this area, we found partners that we could help kind of point people in the right direction. And so really spending a lot of time trying to do that, hook people up with that. And then also, same with uh, flood insurance, something that we do spend a lot of time in. There's a lot of people with a lot of concerns about what's going on with this flood insurance. Um, my father is even greatly impacted. He lives out there by you and uh, is, is definitely concerned about what things are, what, what it's going to look like. And, and so we've been helping hold clients' hands through this process and um, working actually with realtors and mortgage brokers as well and, and trying to bring some clarity uh, in the in these murky waters, so to speak. So uh, last thing, I, I, you know, a couple other things that are going on is we've um, – uh, we actually are getting ready to launch a new website in, uh, in probably about two weeks. Super excited about that, getting to use uh, some local um, ministry partners uh, for that. And, um, and we've um, – uh, really uh, been able to help a lot of churches uh, recently with their with their church insurance program. So a couple of things going on. Uh, the staff is doing great. Um, super encouraged by them all. Um, we're really uh, really been blessed by by who God has brought to us to to work with most insurance and uh, and so uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff. That's fantastic. Well, and I got to tell you on the flood insurance thing, well, I, the statistics are staggering. Florida pays forty percent of the national flood insurance premium. We have seven percent of the claims. Yeah, 
and uh, it's out, out of control. There's just no questions out of control. So if somebody wants to get a hold of Most Insurance, just go to most.i, most, wow, sorry. Just tell them the website, Eric. Mostins.com. That's most, M-O-S-T-I-N-S.com. Or call us at 347-5555. That works in both 813 and 727. All right, that's mostins.com. Mostins.com. All right, in the first section of our show, we just started talking, just began our conversation with the executive director of LifeWork Leadership right here in Tampa Bay, Jay Lippy, and also Eric Most with Most Insurance, a man I met because of LifeWork Leadership in Tampa Bay. So welcome back. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. It's good to be here, Jim. Love it. You love it, Eric. Most so grateful words, for just... meeting for meeting you through Jay and through through LifeWork Leadership. Yeah, it's a, it was a cool thing. There's no question about that. All right, so Jay, just a little bit before we get more into the details of LifeWork okay. Leadership, tell me how Christ impacted your life. First of all, thanks for asking that question. I love when people, you know, when you do these kind of things, it's one of those things they just kind of gloss over. So thank you. I accepted Christ when I was 19 years old. Uh, I was in the United States Navy, and uh, I I love the humor of the Lord. I actually met Noah while I was in the Navy, and uh, he was my roommate. And the reason that Noah joined the Navy is he thought it would be a great place to minister to people. (laughs) And I had no idea at 19 uh, years of age what it meant to be saved. I think I'd heard of it one time prior to that in my life. I'd never even heard of it. And uh, Noah was my roommate. He led me to Christ. February 12, 1978, I got saved. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. workplace ministry for you. And I, what I think is hilarious is the guy's name was Noah, and they're in the Navy. I'm telling you. He wasn't a shipbuilder, though. Noah Trevino. Noah Trevino. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, Eric, what about you? How did Christ impact your life? Man, uh, Christ uh, just overcome my life uh, uh, when I was uh, in high school. I uh, was raised uh, in a liturgical Lutheran church thinking I was uh, a believer because I, I went to church. And I was like many people out there, but truly didn't know what repentance was and faith in Christ. And uh, truly, uh, he changed my life, um, gave me a passion and a, and, a, and a purpose, one to live for him and for his glory, and uh, and is the delight of my life mm-hmm. uh, above all else. And, and it is my joy that, that, that he has called each of us, each and every one of us, to spread a passion for his glory to the ends of the world. And, and that starts here. Um, you know, his, the Great Commission was to, to begin here and, and work out, you know, work out of your city into the state and the state and the nation, nation to the, to the nations. Um, but we and, start right in our workplace. But we start right yeah. here. And okay. so super, super uh, blown away and humbled by the fact I, I marvel constantly at at just, man, how undeserving uh, I and we all are, and, and just by God's great grace in saving and changing me. Amen. Amen. All right, Jay, back to LifeWork Leadership. What, what, let's go through the overall purpose. It is to help business leaders learn how to have a biblical worldview. And like we were talking about the last segment, is to, to prevent that duality of being something outside of work that you are inside of work. And so often, so many times that we think about ministering or, or, or preaching the gospel, we think that we have to be quoting scripture or somehow know a lot about theology or doctrine. When in reality, what, what people want to know is, are, are you going to be honest? Are you going to back up what you said you do? And there's so many ways 
to demonstrate Christ in, in how you do business deals, how you honor your word, how you follow through, that when you live that out in the business world, it, and unfortunately today, uh, you stand out really clearly if you do those things. So it, it's really kind of a, a great place to do that. And so what we teach business leaders, uh, one, how to operate from a biblical worldview, and then two, how to practically apply the principles of, of, of uh, Scripture into how you treat your secretary, how you treat the clients that come into your door. How do you really abide in Christ so that you are living with him in a constant connective state so that regardless if you're selling or you're buying, you can use everything inside the marketplace to bring honor and glory unto Christ. Mm. I said uh, we had a, a, one of our meetings of the Christian Chamber of Commerce last week on Wednesday, and I did the devotional. And, and I guess this is something that God has laid in my heart because I keep repeating it. If your Christian business doesn't look radically different from your non-Christian competition, there is something seriously wrong. Yeah. Because everybody in the scriptures who met Jesus Christ, their lives were never the same. Never the same. Their lives were radically changed. And why is it that... A, <laughs> I know why it is, but it, it is just, it's so angering to that, that people will say, hey, I'm a Christian, and then their business is worse sometimes than the non-Christians. It, it's just, oh, it's so Well, so many so times, it's really, it really is sad, but I hear that far too often that if somebody's a Christian, they don't want to do business with them. <laughs> what a testimony we need to repair. And Amen. that we are really men and women of integrity, and that we honor our word, and that we're coming through, and we're, we're doing those things the right way. Jay, you said something, not to like hijack this this deal, but you mentioned a, a biblical worldview, and and I think that that might be uh, beneficial just to, to reiterate what that is, because so many people really have this silo effect, you know, thinking yeah. that, you know, they have their church life, they've got their family life, and they've got their business life, and each one of these are separate entities. So maybe it would be beneficial just to kind of go that, through that's biblical a, worldview. That's a great point, Eric. Thanks for pulling that up. You know, a worldview, and the, the truth of the matter is a lot of people don't even know what a worldview is, and then to go a step farther and to say a biblical worldview, uh, that really confuses them. A worldview uh, it has nothing to do with secular or sacred. A worldview is how you perceive things. It's like a pair of sunglasses. You can look at the at, at one uh, issue, but depending on your how you've been raised, how you've been educated, your the way that you think about things could totally change the honest reality of that same same issue. And so your worldview shapes uh, how you speak. It changes how you will act. And so what. We need to do as followers of Christ. Uh, in Romans, Paul says that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And what that means is that we need to have the way that we think about things from the way that God sees things rather than from a religious perspective, our own agenda, or a nice humanitarian way. All that is really not a biblical worldview. It's treating people from a mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So that's what a worldview is. And then to go further on a biblical worldview. So we also have to be people of the book. We got to yeah. be people of God's word to be well, able to have a biblical worldview. We've got to know God's word, and we got to dig in. And that's one thing yeah. you guys have done in this this kickoff of uh, LifeWork Leadership class this year. You kind of started teaching some foundation principles of proper Absolutely. biblical interpretation and application, observation, and, and the whole gamut. So people can really get into the word and yeah. and, and, and approach it properly. Well, we had Doctor Blackaby here last last uh, year. Yeah, this is my radio show, on, isn't it? Hang on, everybody. okay. No, okay, good. Uh, Henry I Blackaby heard, was I heard he was last a year. It was wonderful. And and I asked him, I said, Henry, you know, how do you go about doing this? And, and Henry just looked out, um, probably almost 200 people in the room. He said, look, if you're not spending time reading scripture, there's no way 
that you're going to be able to be an obedient follower of Christ. You have Amen. to spend time in the Word. Yes. Yeah, and I am amazed. As part of being a member in the Christian Chamber of Commerce, we just have people go through a 12-step class. It's actually just a two-hour class. We talk about the 12 steps on incorporating Christ into your business. Just real basic steps. Just introducing them to the basic idea that Christ belongs in your workplace. And of course, one of those is reading your Bible. Yeah. And I am amazed, but yet I'm no longer amazed, unfortunately, how I hardly ever run into a believer in Christ that is reading their scriptures. And I'm, it makes me, I mean, Okay, you're How ready do you for, find? Yeah. Well, George, you know, I, I, I don't want to throw names out, but it's so awesome that God has given us connection with some really effective leaders in the Christian community nationally. George Barnett was here uh, a year ago, and we were at dinner with him, and we were just asking him questions mm -hmm. like rapid fire. And I said, George, what is one of the statistics that really kind of saddens you? And he said that self-professed evangelicals, not people who want to be, not the hanging loose leaf out there, people who self-identify as evangelicals, 1% have a weekly prayer time, a, a regular Bible study time. 1% of evangelical Christians can actually disciple another person to replicate themselves. 99% of the church at large cannot do that. And yeah. we wonder why business, uh, while people say they'd rather not do a business with uh, somebody who's yeah. a professing Christian. Yeah, well, and I just makes yeah, okay. It's a whole nother show for another time. But it is, if you are going to call yourself a Christ follower, you need to get a Bible. There are so many interpretations, so many translations that are easy to read and that have great little study helps down below. I mean, the, the New Living Translation is super easy to read. The Love Message it. Bible, a great paraphrase, not scripturally tight. But I mean, there's, but I mean, the, the uh, English Standard Version, the ESV, I mean, there's a little tougher to read, but some deep stuff. Okay, it's tough. I'm a simple guy, Eric. You, you're a, you know, you're a heavy guy. Okay, all right, all right. So let's just, you know, what does involvement in life work leadership really look like, Jay? Well, if you're going to be a part of a life work leadership class, it's an eight month process. We start in October. We just had our first uh, class this year. And by the way, if anybody's listening and they want to know what it's about, just go to our website. Uh, ImpactTampaBay.com is the website. Uh, ImpactTampaBay uh, is our 501c3 of which we function underneath, and so. So we'd love to have you come be a guest at one of our LifeWork Leadership classes. We meet the first Tuesday of every month at the University Club downtown. And so just type in info downtown at Impact Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, downtown Tampa. What'd I say? Just downtown. Oh, well, downtown Tampa. Uh, info at ImpactTampaBay.com, and we'll get you all the information uh, you can see on our website, the classes that we'll be having uh, coming up. So a, a normal day for a LifeWork Leadership uh, is we have a buffet from 7 to 7.30, then we have have a time of teaching, lots of table discussion. We have 30% of our time till noon is geared around having conversation with other business leaders. How do you apply this? How did you do this in your business? How did you not do this in your business? Did you have success? Did you fail? We have a case study and then we have a keynote speaker uh, and we're done by 1145, 12 o'clock. And so we meet from October through May of each year. We have 52 people in this year's class. Now, Eric, you were involved. I know back in 2011, was that your first year or your second year? That was my first year. Okay. So why did you get involved? Um, multiple reasons, but um, uh, primarily, uh, praise God, one of them is for meeting you, but I didn't even know that. But uh, primarily, um, I you, wanted to get... Have, this is like getting so romantic here, you know? Is, hey, he's my brother. Yeah, and I love him. 
Um, but I wanted my wife uh, to, to kind of be on the same page as me, uh, to have an understanding, kind of have the, um, uh, the, the shades pulled back from um, what my world is like as a business owner. And uh, that, that was a big factor for me. But two, wanted to really wanted to, to know uh, other ways that I can bring Christ into, our, to, into my business and our workplace. And, um, and so those are my primary motivations that, and I had kind of like you, I had a lot of people who kind of said, Hey, you need to get involved. And I'm, I'm grateful I did. It's a, it's an overwhelming cut. The breakfast was fantastic. I went and checked it out that one time. Breakfast was great. Yeah. The, the speakers, I mean, I've looked at your list of speakers. You bring in high quality speakers. This is nothing but a top notch program yeah. and people are walking out of there impacted. The great part about it, Jim, is that even though these are top-notch speakers, they're very personable. You can ask them questions and you can talk to them one-on-one. All right. Here's where I want to go, Jay. I really... Talk to me about specific instances of impact. People that have come to LifeWork Leadership and have had their lives irrevocably changed. Sure. Uh, Ron Weaver, uh, one of the most well-respected real estate attorneys in the Southeast. Uh, Ron came through LifeWork Leadership really had a burden, a good grief. I think Ron went through in 2009 and really hard times economically. And Ron and another gentleman, uh, Bruce Jonas, who came through our class, uh, started Real Estate Lives. I don't know how many hundreds of people they've been able to put back to work. It was, they started a nonprofit called Real Estate Lives, and they've really done a great job bringing Bible study to, serving. Whether you're a Christian or not, they were there to help you, put you to work. So Real Estate Lives is an example. Uh, John Faulkner, uh, another example. John uh, came through LifeWork Leadership. Uh, John and his wife, Julie. Uh, if you've not seen the magazine 210, uh, you need to check that out. Great magazine. Uh, I remember praying in John's boardroom with him about the vision of 210 and watching that and just serving him and listening to him over the years. And to watch us come uh, to full circle has been exciting to, d- to do that. Uh, we've seen people give their hearts to Christ. Uh, here in Pinellas County, we've had, uh, you know, we, we actually have folks who have been part of LifeWork Leadership from five counties, um, Sarasota, Manatee, Hillsborough, Polk, uh, Pasco, I guess it would be six with Pinellas County as well, but Janice Drinkfellow uh, went through from uh, Volunteers of America. She was just appointed uh, as the uh, CEO and president for the entire state of Florida. She says that one of the reasons why she was prepared to take on the level of leadership that she did was because she came through LifeWork Leadership. So we've been able to see some of those things. I mentioned Bruce Jonas. Uh, He owns Masters Construction. Uh, Bruce and his wife, Kathy, came through as a couple, changed their marriage and and the entire way they they deal with each other in their businesses. Um, It's really been kind of a joy to see our alumni go out into the community, serve on civic club boards, on nonprofit boards. The amount of intellectual capital that exists in the marketplace is amazing. Why are we not using that great intellect for the kingdom of God to strengthen businesses, to help nonprofit and church boards um, to come uh, to come to a stronger place? Uh, Don Smith uh, used to own Continental Jewelers, uh, gave his heart to Christ as I've a result of our pro- Don is on fire for Christ, and it's just really great to have discipled him through the through the whole process. So it's um, uh, we formed a lot of of uh, great partnerships. One of the things that impact. Tampa Bay LifeWork Leadership wants to do is we don't really want to own anything, but we want to partner with everybody. And uh, human traffic is one of those big issues. And so uh, we're excited to be holding some lunches coming up here in December. Uh, uh, Representative Ross Spano, uh, who just passed legislation as a freshman uh, rep um, in in, uh, Tallahassee, just passed some legislation for that. So Ross is going to come speak for us. So the ability to connect the body of Christ through the marketplace and the nonprofit 
nonprofit and the church has been the greatest joy that we've seen uh, here in the Bay Area. Now, you bring in some pretty big hitters as your as your monthly speakers. And how do you get those? I mean, you got some pretty big speakers. You know, God has been so gracious to us and and has been the most fun. I, th- I think personally, one of my favorite one was... Um, uh, Dr. Geisler, Norman Geisler. I mean, good grief. When I was in Bible college, I remember having to read his material. And I told Dr. Geisler, because he was going to come speak on legacy, that uh, one of the common rules was that you had to come to my house for dinner the night before. And I was holding my breath, and he said, sure. I got to spend three hours with Dr. Geisler at my living room table. It was the most wonderful night. But uh, Dr. I'm trying to figure out how Dr. Blackaby feels about that. Huh? <laughs> well, Dr. Henry and Richard Blackaby were here last year, Oz Guinness. Uh, it's been phenomenal the folks that uh, that God brings in, Gordon McDonald was with us last uh, this past month. Phenomenal on relationships. Uh, Wayne Heisinger Jr. is going to be with one of our renew lunches. We'll talk about a little later, but Wayne Heisinger Jr. is going to be with us. Ed Coble is the chairman of our board for Impact Tampa Bay. So God just continues to give us great favor uh, with folks uh, to to talk from a passion about serving Christ through your job. You don't have to leave your business to be in full time ministry. Amen to that. Eric, who was your favorite speaker? When you went through a couple of years of life work leadership, who was your favorite speaker? Yeah, no, we can't have dead air, Eric. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, man, I, I'll tell you, uh, one of my favorites is probably Jay Lippy himself. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's going to cost me. Jay just gave Eric a $20 bill. It's yeah. amazing. All right. Well, that was good. Good answer, Eric. Okay. All right. So listen, uh, Jay, I want your Impact Tampa Bay. Describe in ta- Impact Tampa Bay and the organizations underneath. Impact Tampa Bay, I mean, our whole thrust is discipleship through leadership development. We want businessmen and women to understand that God calls businessmen to their positions. The education that you have as an attorney, as a construction guy uh, in real estate, whatever it is that God has called you into, that may very well be exactly where God's called you, but perhaps you've never even thought of it like that. And so what Impact Tampa Bay wants to do is to serve leaders so that they can find their calling, find their purpose, and then we want to serve you as you live that out. We don't know what that is. You should know what that is. We want to help you find that out, serve you so that through your business, through your service to the community, we are seeing the Tampa Bay area impacted for Jesus Christ. All right, but underneath Impact Tampa Bay, then you got LifeWork Leadership, but you also have this Re- Renew Tampa. Renew Tampa. It is a business luncheon that's held downtown Tampa at the University Club the second Thursday of every month. You don't have to be a part of any of the programs we do. All you have to do is go to our website, impacttampabay.com, and click on the events calendar, and you can RSVP for our speakers. Uh, it's a luncheon that we host to invite Christian business leaders to come together to network, to do business together, and also to find out who are the other Christian leaders in this community. And so uh, actually in November, Ed Coble, the uh, president for DeBartolo Development, will be our keynote speaker. Brad Bright, uh, son of uh, Bill Bright, uh, Campus Crusade, will be with us in December. Wayne Heisinga Jr. um, with uh, good grief. I don't think there's anything they haven't owned, but Wayne will be with us in in January. David Gibbs III from right here in St. Petersburg will be with us. Carl Trelevin is going to be with us. And we're actually talking to George Barnett to come back again if we can get him Yankee tickets is really the deal. <laughs> well, he could get some counseling for going to the Yankee games, too. <laughs> it does bring into I'm question his I'm a Twins fan. No Yankees. <laughs> we're done with the Yankees. Moving on. Moving on. Eric, what did what was the when you walked away from LifeWork Leadership after two years, you, you, what was the biggest thing you walked away with? 
some very practical steps in, in applying um, uh, Christ in our in our workplace. Uh, my background is is one of uh, biblical study and things like that. But yet, I I too like many uh, like most business owners out there really struggle with how can I practically bring Christ into the workplace? What can I do legally? What can I do? The reality is is I can really do pretty much anything I want for the most part. You know, as long as I'm not you know uh, doing some discrimination aspects. But uh, uh, and so gave me some very practical steps in, in ways that that I can show Christ. I can uh, worship Christ through my uh, through my business and uh, point people to Him. So uh, okay. So so let me ask that question. I want both to answer this question in 30 seconds or less. What is one practical thing you can give to my audience today of how to incorporate Christ in your workplace? Uh, specifically what we just started doing, praying for your staff, praying with them, looking for opportunities to uh, to share Christ with them as they have questions and concerns. Jay. A salesperson comes into your office and wants to sell you widgets, and you just happen to notice that his countenance might be a little bit down. You have the openness to say to him, are you okay? No, yeah, yeah. Well, you just seemed a little down. Is there anything I can pray for you about? The amazing way, simply just to be aware of the things that are going around you, you don't have to be a theologian to graciously care and reveal Christ to people who are hurting. And I want, I want to make sure we repeat that point. As a Christ follower, people do not have to worry about having a seminary education in order to share their life in Christ. All you need to do, and nobody can refute this, listen, listen, audience, all you need to do is share how Christ has impacted your life. Nobody can argue that. Nobody can say, no, he didn't do that. Nobody can say that to you. If Jesus Christ has impacted your life, nobody can argue that he hasn't. Yeah. And, and it's so important that that's what we don't, we don't make it about all this fancy big word stuff. We just talk about Jesus saved me from the sinful life I was involved in and gave me a hope for the future and a life with uh, an eternity with him. And he's my Lord. And I walk with him every day here. It's so important we recognize that People make Christian, well, religious people make Christianity so difficult. That's not, Jesus was not about the religion. He wants a relationship with us. Jay has a couple of amazing statistics he wants to share with the audience. Oh, wait, but Eric wanted to follow up on the conversation we were having about leading people to Christ in our workplace. Eric, you go first. All right. Uh, it's an idea of get there, get to the gospel in every kind of conversation you're having. So actually, I was talking with um, a vendor with me the other night, and uh, my wife and I are starting the adoption process. And we were talking about that and, and just talking about how, uh, how we think it's such a beautiful picture of how Christ has adopted us and went to Galatians and, and talked about the gospel. And so uh, that's one thing. Look for opportunities to get there in all your conversations. And there is the gospel. And people are open to it. There are so in our workplaces every day, people are hurting and they bring that hurt from home and they bring it to work. They got broken marriages, broken relationships. They've been, they were broken at home before they got to be married. People need Jesus. Jesus is the only answer that makes sense. But we and and they may only ever hear it from us because they're not going to church because to some, unfortunately, our churches are becoming irrelevant. Jay, statistics, help me out. Barna says that uh, more than half of American Christians identify themselves as leader, 58%. Yet 82% of those same individuals in the same survey said that there's a crisis of leadership in America. 
what doesn't make sense to me is how can how can we be followers of Christ and not have some desire in our heart to make a difference in the lives that that are around us? Uh, another survey that Barna gives out is that 66 two thirds of American Christians believe that there's a critical gap between their calling and what they do for a living. What's amazing is that Christ calls us as entire people. And if we go to work without who we are in Christ, we're divided. We live in duality. That's not what Christ has called us to do. Your job can be your full-time ministry. Have you even asked Christ if that's what he wants from you? Well, and I think you mentioned that, okay, these people want to lead, but they don't. I think the issue comes to the church isn't equipping people. The, the church is missing the boat. We're not equi- we, we we work on equipping people. We have sending organizations to, to send people overseas, and they do an okay job, uh, but they still have some issues there with with equipping people and then following up with them once they send them overseas. And, and we equip people to go th- in seminary to go into the pulpit, right? But we're not equipping people in our church for the majority of people who get exposed to the majority of the population of the world. We're not telling them how to become workplace ministers. Well, you know, in defense of pastors, you know, pastors are are uh, liturgically trained, they're, they're theologically background, they, they've they probably never run a business and so don't maybe fully understand what the average person in their pew is going through on a daily basis. We believe that we are the best friend that a pastor could have. We want to partner with churches in the area so that a pastor can be who and what uh, Christ has called him to be. We'll be the ones in the marketplace uh, helping their, their uh, congregation members, helping develop a biblical worldview. We want to send them back to the church, kind of as missionaries to serve their pastors who really have a very tough job. And so we believe that we can be a pastor's best friend in that area. Well, and I believe that too, but we, you know, there, there's a, there's a discipleship that needs to happen between Christ followers in the workplace and pastors in the pulpit. We need to be discipling each other. Pastors need to be discipling workplace leaders on how to, how to evangelize and teach and minister in the yeah. workplace and business leaders who are Christ followers need to be discipling pastors on how Amen. to, on how to, first of all, lead a church, but also how to minister to other business people that are Christ followers. What's so frustrating for a business leader to sit on a church committee that functions in a way that just doesn't make any sense. And so they get frustrated, <laughs> and so they don't they don't participate because in business, they'd lose their careers if they functioned like that. So I, I agree with you. You know, and if you're out there today and you're a business owner, you're a, a leader in your, in your company, and you're attending a church, call me. Impacttampabay.jay at impacttampabay is my email. I'd love to come meet with you and your pastor, buy you a cup of coffee and sit down. How can we serve you and your congregation? Yeah, we. I'm here too. I want to help equip the pastors, help them understand. I understand a lot of pastors didn't grow up in business, and so they're intimidated by it a little bit. So it, we're here to help. That's why we are here. We all work for him. Eric, you look like you had something you wanted to say. Um, well, actually, two things. One, actually, several pastors have gone through uh, yeah. life work leadership and encouraged them to do that. It really, I think, uh, can help them out. But, but one was uh, the last thing was uh, specifically a quote um, by C.T. Studd, um, a great missionary, and he said, "One life will soon be passed; only what's done for Christ will last." Mm-hmm. And just want to remind people. I mean, every day we're you know we're, we're getting one close one day closer to when we'll see the Lord. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to sit there and heap condemnation on us, but but what you're doing has lasting uh, effects. Uh, God has called us to live for him and for his glory. 
and just want to encourage people to remember that 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 man one one life will soon be passed only what's done for Christ will last and we spend so much time on yes. this earth accumulating goods and wealth and I got to just listen up listeners please hear me we spend time accumulating gold and diamonds that's what we figure the most precious things in the world are God paves the road with gold so it's pavement to him, and he makes doors out of diamonds, single ones. So it is, it's unbelievable. All right, so listen, here's what I want my, my listeners, I want you to listen up. Are you involved in a discipleship group that challenges you to bring Christ alive in your workplace? Do you have people in your life that hold you accountable to walk with Christ as you do your daily walk and as you work in your workplace? If you're a Christian who owns a business, does your business look and feel any different than your non-Christian competitors? If it doesn't, you need to check out LifeWork Leadership. That's what you need to do. LifeWork Leadership is there to help equip you and, and, and help send you back into the workplace as a missionary. That's what I want you to take away from today. Next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Lisa Hudiman about the value of core values. I life work leadership alone on my board of directors. There you go. And her book is powerful and very applicable, very, very much an asset for everybody who runs a Christian business. Listen, about my advertisers, my sponsors are people I trust, people you can trust. Please do business with them. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWorkForHim.com. Com. On the I Work For Him website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. But if you want to be one of the advertisers on the I Work For Him show, if you want to get your message out to thousands of people every Monday night, you can advertise on the I Work For Him show. Just contact me, Jim, at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWorkForHim.com. we got a huge conference coming up this Friday night and Saturday morning at Idlewild Church in Lutz. Love and Respect. It is not too late for you to get enrolled. Go to loveandrespect.com and enroll. $90 for a couple. If you're married or if you think you want to be married or if you've got relationships that have issues, Love and Respect is the conference for you. It is the most powerful concept in marriage. Thank you to my guest, Jay Lippy, Executive Director of LifeWork Leadership. Thanks, Jay, for being on the show today. Thank you, brother. Thanks to Eric Most of Most Insurance, not only for being on the show, for, but for also being a great show sponsor. Please take time, audience, to like us on Facebook, search for I Work For Him, that's I Work, the number for him, and also send me an email. Let me know you're listening. Let me know if there's some topic you want me to cover about workplace ministry that I haven't covered yet. Thanks also to Mike Miracle for running the controls, keeping me on time, and giving me all kinds of really cool hand signals during the show. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own business. And I'm an employee of Platinum Information Services during the day. I don't know about you, Tampa Bay, and around the world, but I work for him. No time to chit chat, problems at my job, wondering what to do. I know I should be working, but I'm thinking of you.